Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach repping the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Welcome, guys. We are here at Fourth Down Experience Podcast, episode 18. We have a live one today. Uh, first, I'm going to touch base with my fellow podcaster, Christopher Hughesby. How are you, my man? I am doing great. Uh, <laughs> since it become a, a weekly trend, the weather report in Minnesota is that it was mid-40s. The snow's been melting, and I think we'll be done with snow here in a few days so good well, maybe you guys great. will be getting out of depression and hopefully your morale has been boosted up that way uh weather's good down here getting a little bit of rain so um everything's looking green down here in the south yeah that's good for you man <laughs> chris uh so, this podcast is a different one talk about it yeah so we are excited just like every podcast you know every every person we interview is is unique and their their story is awesome but this will be our very first NFL draft eligible kicker that we're going to be interviewing. We're excited for this guy. Uh, if you followed SEC football, you've probably heard his name a few times, or if you followed the NFL Combine, um, you saw how he did, and this guy performed pretty well. We'll leave this as a cliffhanger until he calls in, and we'll, we'll introduce you. But in your mind, maybe guess who it is. But um, otherwise, man, how was your last week? How's your week? Uh, things things have gone well. Um, did a little mini camp showcase for national kicking rankings in Mississippi. Um, some talented kids. Uh, it always amazes me when we have even just a small group how kids are still just talented. Um, and, and just they they impress me and and I'm developing uh, these guys down here in Alabama, Mississippi, and the Panhandle uh, pretty well. I'm excited about camp season, man. It's right around the corner, or it's already here, huh? It sure is. Um... I think just last week here, I'm I finalized about ninety percent of the camps I'm involved with, and um, for those of you guys that keep asking us when and where we're doing camps, uh, we love the recommendations for spots to go because we have a few more weekends open where we're going to select a place to go. Uh, but otherwise, just just DM us if you have interest in, in attending a camp, and we'll get you the information. Yeah, and if you want to check so, out our camp listings, just go to SpecialTeamsFootballAcademy.com, TeamJacksonKicking.com. And as well as our rankings platform with Coach Feely is nationalkickingrankings.com. Uh, we also noticed some views uh, from a particular country after our last podcast. Chris, talk about that real quick. Yeah, so it was fun to see here uh, recently, uh, two episodes ago, we had posted our first interview with the Australian uh, punter, Lachlan Edwards. And actually over those seven days, we had, I think, 19, if not close to 20 listens from australia alone so that was pretty sweet wow. so that was actually the first time we have gotten into that country in terms of followership so uh that was pretty sweet so thank you guys if you are continuing to listen to these podcasts following that one uh thank you very much and hopefully we can return the favor and get another australian specialist on here soon actually chris i've had two guys reach out to me uh that have been in nfl camps uh that are australian and the lachlan uh, podcast which thank you Lachlan for doing that for us and with us you're great 
it actually inspired them to reach out to us. We actually will have some more Australian specialists um, on the pod here. Oh, perfect. That is great. So, uh, well, awesome. Well, just like we say every, All right. every week, guys. We got our guy here. Daniel Carlson, how are you, my man? How you doing? Good to hear from you. <laughs> Daniel, how you doing? This is Chris on the 4th Down Experience. How are you doing? And thank you for joining us today. Hey, sure thing. I am, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm at the beach with uh, my wife. We're, we're getting a quick little vacation here in Pensacola, um, Florida, real quick before I got to head back to Auburn and get some more training down, uh, done for the kind of journey that's ahead. Yeah, that's great. So, guys who are listening here, this is Daniel Carlson. He was a uh, kicker for the Auburn. Tigers here, and we are excited to have him on. Uh, Daniel is our first uh, draft-eligible uh, college kicker, so we're excited to talk about his journey so far, his time with Auburn, his time as he prepares for the draft, and what is discuss what the NFL Combine was like for him and pro days. So, thanks again for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, hey Daniel. So the way we like to do this uh, fourth down experience podcast is we kind of like to talk about where you're at now at the current state and then kind of move backwards yeah um, perfect and again again we, we appreciate um you being on man uh i think it took four and a half years for me to finally um get in contact with you even though i was only two hours south of you yeah exactly <laughs> but, exactly i know you're not too far but um <laughs> no glad to finally kind of kind of meet and uh get to talk but you know obviously been able to follow you some of your stuff and um, just, you know, see what you're doing with so many young kickers and, uh, kickers throughout the league even. So it's, it's fun to be a part of tonight. No doubt. Hey, uh, real quick, Daniel, um, uh, a guy that came through our camps, uh, through Chris and I's camps, he was a long snapper, big guy is, um, is Clark Smith still on the squad? Yep. He is. He is. Nice. Um, he's a good guy. I love, I love Clark and he, he's getting better and better. So he's going to. And I hope he competing for the job this year um, at Auburn. I'm sure. So, dude, he's a big um, body. Yeah, man. He's, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's he's got the right build, and um, you know he's a hard worker and a real good guy. Um, smart guy too. I think he's in engineering, so you know he he take care, takes care of it all. So, it'll be excited to see what he can help, where he can help the team this uh, upcoming fall. For sure, for sure. Well, I'm gonna let Chris uh, start off with the first question here, Daniel. Uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, you attended the NFL Combine. Uh, we were excited to watch you perform. I uh, got to see some highlights from it, you know, obviously with track, tracking the specialists. Um, and this type of thing is a goal for a lot of specialists to get to, and, and very few get it. So congratulations on yeah. that. Thank you. Uh, thank so you. We just wanted, yeah. So we just wanted to ask you, you know, what it was like. You know, how how'd you get notified about it? Um, what was the process like when you were there? How many days were you there, and what kind of workouts did they put you through? What was you know just kind of kind of tell our listeners what what it was like? Yeah, um, well, um, the combine. I mean, it's it's a very thorough um, process of just you know you, you only for the kickers we only kick one day, um, and so basically uh, I showed up Monday. Um, I had been invited before the Senior Bowl. There was an early round of um combine invites that kind of got sent out and they even said you know you can't you can't announce this until later um 
But so I knew ahead of time before the senior bowl even I was headed to the combine. Um, and so, I, like I said, I got there Monday, and we were planning on kicking Friday is what, usually when they have the kickers kick, but they changed it around to Thursday. So basically, besides the one day of kicking, it's you know nonstop medical tests and interviews um, and all all sorts of just different things that you know coaches and scouts and doctors are looking at each player, um, like I said, very, very thoroughly, um, just to kind of get a feel for who you are as a person, you know, how, how your body is holding up, um, and, you know, what you can hopefully bring um, to the organization um, in the in the next year after the draft, after this draft. So um, for the kicking part of it, we kicked on Thursday, and it was basically um, the punters kicked or punted first, I think they had, you know, probably somewhere about 15 punts each. And then after that, we did kickoffs. And so there were seven punters and four kickers and one long snapper. So he he had a busy day, um, Tanner from Oregon. Yeah. Um, but basically, we, we kicked off first um, as kickers. And so there was me, Eddie Pinero from Florida, um, Drew Brown, uh, from Nebraska and Michael Bagley from um, Miami. So we just we kicked off first. We had about 11 kickoffs, and so we we did a little of everything. And um, basically, you're you're in the whole um, the Indianapolis Colts Stadium by yourself, um, just the four of you. And you know, there's probably about 100 scouts and coaches watching from up in the stands. Um, and then there's a couple coaches on the field just, you know, giving you a couple instructions here and there. But, you know, they're just trying to get you to show off what you can do. Um, and it's it's very, you know, intense and competitive situation. And obviously, you know, the, the competition is really good. So it, it was an awesome experience. And, you know, like you said, there there's so many guys that dream to get to that um, stage and that opportunity. So it, it was just absolutely um, incredible experience to compete with some of the best and then you know it, it went really well for me I kickoffs were really solid and um, after kickoffs we hit about a 17 field goal script and I went 17 for 17 so wow. you know you can't you can't too, ask for too much uh, more than that so I, I think it was you know a really good day and um, you know just a incredible experience and you know, I don't know if I would want to do it again just because it's it's so intense and thorough and uh, just, you really long days you know we had 4 a.m. wake up calls on a couple of days and just you know it's it's exhausting but um, very glad I got to do it um, and I'm very glad it went well obviously as well yeah definitely I mean we uh, both Chris and I were tracking it and we were like man Carlson's killing it um, and it yeah. was really wa- cool to watch you and Eddie and Badgley and all those guys just doing well. Um, two questions. Yeah. Uh, here, two part question. You'll get a lot of those from Chris and I. Um, yeah. But, but you know, your business, uh, finance, uh, my, you know, numbers guy major. So you'll be able to track all this pretty well. Um, yeah. One one of the two part question is: Was there a particular coach that looked familiar, or like a head coach or special teams coordinator that facilitated it? And on the kickoff segment. Did they do a combination of, hey, kick it as deep and as high as you want, as well as directional on the two, on the one? Uh, talk about those two things. Yeah. Um, so Cincinnati Bengals, their special teams coach, actually led the drills 
Um, but they're like I think the Ravens uh, special teams coach was out there at nice. Atlanta, Dallas. There, there are a couple of special team coaches and assistants down there with us. But um, the Bengals guy has been doing it for years and years. Um, so he was kind of in charge. And yeah, for kickoffs we did. Uh, I want to say five deep kickoffs to start and just seeing who had the biggest ball, basically, you know, who could hit it the deepest and the best hang time. Um, and, you know, you can see all those coaches in the stands all getting hang times and, you know, writing down. And then after five um, deep middle kickoffs, we would do three directional each side. And so they had cones set up that we had to get it outside of there. But, um, you know, they, you know, we asked, you know, do you prefer hang time? Do we want, you know, location? What, what are they looking for? And they basically said, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do to press the coaches, you know, all you have to do is get it outside these cones. And so, um, it, you know, it gives you a little leeway to, you know, if some guys, some guys really want to hang it up maybe a little more and some guys just want to drive it through, um, the end zone a little more and, you know, put it as far in that corner as possible. Um, but it just was just an opportunity for us to show what we can bring to the table. Hey, uh, that's fantastic because that, that's pretty cool that you said, especially the, the Ravens guy, because I know he's um, been instrumental in the special teams industry on the NFL side of things. Um, uh-huh. I did not know that about the Bengals coach. That's cool. Uh, just real quick before I, I know Chris is itching to ask you some questions here. Um, Daniel, what was your biggest combo ball? And, and for the special teamers following us and the general public following us, I'm talking about uh, your distance and your hang time combined. And we all know that from the kicking camps world. You know, if, if yeah. Carlson hits a 70-yard ball with a 4.0 hang, we just take the decimal out. 70 plus 40 is a 110. Uh, do, you, do you know what was your best combo ball on the kickoffs? Oh, man. Um, in Indianapolis, are you talking about? Uh, yeah. At the combine. Yeah. At the combine, um, I couldn't. I don't know, just because, um, you know, I, I hit some four threes, probably about ten, you know, ten plus deep. So I, I'm, I can't give you a accurate estimate, but because I just saw the hang times, and I didn't, you know, it's kind of hard to tell exactly where that ball is bouncing in the stadium, but. I would say, you know, if it's a 4-3 and 75 yards deep or whatever, that's whatever math that is, um, 100, you know, um, 118 or so. Yeah, 118. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, so I, I would say, you know, saw a couple about that far, close to 120, um, you know, and then obviously the ones directionally are, are a lot trickier to get those extra few yards. So, you know, it's those are probably going to be around 110. Um, you know, you're shooting for a little better hang time, and you're going to be giving up distance, kicking it from the middle to the far right side or far left side, obviously. No doubt. All right, great answers. Nice. Nice. Daniel, two questions about just – Pressure situations at the combine. Now, you obviously played for Auburn, big time stage. Were you ner- more nervous kicking at the combine or in a in a game for Auburn? That's, that's tough to say. Play? Um, yeah, <laughs> that that's really tough to say. Uh, you know, I think 
you you nervous because you know you're trying to help the team, and I I always got more nervous. You know, I would, I like the nervousness, but you know, I think you get more pressure from you want to help the team, and you don't let let your teammates down. I never felt too much pressure from you know a hundred thousand people in the stadium, and and that may sound weird, but I think it's just because you you're always working with those guys in the off season and you know, you all put in so much time and work together that in the big moments, you know, those are the guys you want to fight for and you want to do well for. Uh, but at the combine it's obviously very different just because you're kind of just fighting for yourself and for your future. Um, and so I think the combine was just more stress and um, kind of anticipation leading up to the event. But once, you know, once I started kicking, it was, you know, and even in the game, once you start kicking, it's all about, you know, taking a deep breath and, you know, focusing on the things that kind of got you to where you are. And, you know, you got to stay grounded in those moments because if you if you let those pressure moments get to you, that's, that's not, that's not going to work out very well in, you know, very high-pressure situations. Right, yeah. I mean, um, I, ha- I had one opportunity to play at Auburn in 2004, uh, Ball State. We went down that way, and, you know, we had, a, we had a book scandal going on, so we lost a lot of our starters, which that's the only reason we lost to Auburn, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but. 2004, but... <laughs> that's the undefeated year at Auburn, too. <laughs> Okay, so check I'm this sure out. Sure, they weren't that great. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know your history, good. So we go yeah, down there exactly. with like only like four starters, and like two of those were actually like six starters. Three of those were the snapper, punter, kicker. <laughs> oh wow! And, wow. Uh, we lose sixty-three to three. Uh, both of my kickoffs, uh, but got returned by for touchdowns by Aroma Shadu. Um, wow! But that um. That War Eagle chant, man, uh, and, I, and I think we're going to come back to the combine with a couple more questions. But that War Eagle chant, uh, yeah, does that just get you fired that's up? Very sweet. Like, talk about that. Yeah, um, you know, obviously a lot of schools have their traditions, but we do the long War Eagle on the kickoffs, and um, you know, for me that's so fun just because it's it, you know, kickoff you get to let yourself get a little more pumped up than you would for a field goal um, or even for a punt, um, and so getting the kind of fuel off the um, the fans and you know everybody in the crowd and um, just kind of feel the energy and kind of try and bring that through the ball on that kickoff is is pretty fun and um, special to be a part of great yeah I mean um, I you know I grew up as a Bama fan still am a Bama fan but when I got to play at Auburn just that opportunity to play with mm-hmm. that you know that War Eagle chant, that was just something special. And, and yeah. you just had yeah, definitely. an unbelievable career. Going back to the combine, I'm, I'm switching gears back. Uh, there was one guy um, that we just read on the news. You probably knew about it or heard about it later that got asked to do like an eye staring contest. Did, did, did you have a coach that asked you something <laughs> odd or abnormal um, or, or weird? No, I, didn't, I really didn't have any um, weird interviews or anything. Even even with the senior bowl um, and the combine, I'm, I actually knocked most of my interviews out probably during the senior bowl um, with, with the scouts. And then the combine was strictly um, special teams coaches and assistant special teams coaches. So, um, you know, at that point it was mostly straightforward and, you know, they have all your information and it's just about, you know, 
seeing how you respond in certain situations and you know they'll ask you a lot about hey what do you think happened on this kick in this game if you missed it or you know what are what are three weaknesses three three strengths you know things that they want to find out um, about how you you know how you can coach yourself and respond and you know what you're going to be able to do if if they do pick you up um, for their team um, how how you're going to be able to coach yourself and continue to improve once you get there. Wonderful. Nice man. So all right, well this is great. I think our our listeners are going to love hearing what your experience was like at the NFL Combine. So want to move on to the pro day. If now if I'm not mistaken, you recently had it, right? Yes, we we had okay. it this past Friday and I'll I'll say I did not participate in it though because um mm-hmm. I did well at the combine, and after talking with agents and um, some kitch, kicking um, coaches and some special teams coaches and stuff, um, they decided that you know I basically had nothing nothing to show there. You know they had seen enough film and seen the Senior Bowl and seen the combine, um, and so no special teams coaches said they needed to see anything. So that was great. That, that, That's that was a good an sign. easy day for me, and I got to just cheer on. That's awesome. um, my teammates and stuff. So it was it was fun and definitely a different experience than you know what most guys are going through. Yeah, that wonderful. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, pro day, you know, has come and gone, and uh, you obviously mm-hmm. did well. So between now and NFL draft day, what what's the what's the what's the journey looking like for you? Do you have a chance to get some private workouts, or are you just going to train? Yeah. You know, what's that schedule kind of looking like draft night? Yeah, so like I said, I'm at at the beach right now for a few days, but um, I got to head back to Auburn and um, get back to, you know, work. I was was kicking today, actually, just in this grass field with a couple light posts and, um, you know, kicking towards using what I can uh, to get some work in. But I have a private workout this coming Monday. And then one the next week as well, and then uh, a couple more. We're we're trying to schedule and figure out, you know, when the best time to fit them in is. Um, and so, you know, it's it's basically going to be just staying as healthy and you know as fresh as I can while getting work, um, and just being ready for each individual and private workout. Um, and so, obviously, I haven't I haven't been through one of those yet, but. You know, it's going to be a lot like like the combine or um, what pro day would have been, where you know these these are going to be a little more hands on, and you know coaches are probably going to have you do more specific situations that they may want to see, or you know they may see how you react to different things, um, you know whether it's distractions or I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see soon enough, but um, you know I think it's just a chance for them to get some close and personal, you know. Um, relationships with you um, they're going to watch I know we're going to watch some film um, on the season together and just talk through you know things that we did well things that I did you know poorly whatever it is um, just so they can you know be more confident going into April and going into the draft that you know whether I'm their guy or you know one of the other good kickers is or you know where, where they need to draft you and stuff so it's you know, a very like I said, very thorough process, and um, you know that's kind of the next step up until um, draft day, really. 
Nice. Wonderful. All right, Daniel. So for us, the point of this podcast is to give back to the, the, the kicking and special teams community. Um, yeah. Some advice that we got from uh, a previous podcast with Lachlan Edwards, he went through the process as well. He said that first year in the NFL is the longest because you don't really have an off season. You're always training. Mm-hmm. Have you talked mm-hmm. to any other specialists that have gone through this process of combine, tryouts, draft, rookie camps, all that stuff, and like how to maybe take care of your body? Have you talked to anybody about that? Any any other yeah. specialists um, in the NFL? Yeah. yeah, I mean Cody Parkey was at Auburn. Um, my my first year I redshirted, and he was. That was his senior year, so I got to write your under him, which was an awesome experience. Um, yeah. And you know, for anybody listening, if you get the chance to do that, that you know, that that's incredible. Just to kind of take a year to learn and not necessarily have to just be ready for games constantly, um, mm-hmm. but just to kind of grow as much as you can. But um, me and Cody kept in touch. You know, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of other NFL guys and guys that have gone through the process and. Yeah, you hear it time and time again. It's the first year is the toughest because you know, not only is an NFL season much longer than a college, um, way longer than a high school season, but you know you're you're in the combine, you're in the senior bowl, you're in the uh, private workouts, you're at mini camp, all of that. So basically, you have to be in your you know basically peak condition um, throughout that whole process because you're fighting for a job and. You know, you're you're wanting to impress coaches, and you know you want to um, perform right away for the team. Um, and even before then, you want to perform just to you know finally make a team. And so it's it's definitely going to be a long process, and that's where I think maturity and you know learning about you know how to take care of your body and eating well and resting and recovering and um, doing all the little things right and. Uh, trying to avoid over-kicking as much as possible when you can, um, but at the same time, you know, kicking enough and doing well enough that you're you're ready to perform at the right moments. Yeah, I think uh, that's awesome that Cody is someone that, that you can look up to and talk mm-hmm. to and, and have that resource. Uh, uh, luckily for me, he uh, was cool with me coming up there and helping him out with some exposure his senior year and I wasn't gonna. Yeah. I wasn't gonna be that guy to to claim him or say that I trained him. Uh-huh. I was just more so uh, helping him with some more video exposure and and even giving my yeah. my two cents of of when I went through that process uh, back in 2006. So um, he's, yeah, he's doing absolutely. well. I'm glad he's. I'm glad yeah. he's healed. Um, uh, interesting question here. Obviously, probably people might say this is a dumb question, but uh, just curious: Is there a particular NFL team or teams? that you've liked growing up? Is there one that you're like, you know, yeah, I'd like to get drafted by anybody, but, you know, it'd be nice yeah. to go here? Talk, uh, Try to answer that if you can. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it would be a blessing um, to just be drafted by anybody. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough to say. You know, obviously grew up, grew up in Colorado uh, most of my life. And so the Broncos were kind of my hometown team and, you know, watching Peyton Manning and, Tebow before that, that was all exciting. Um, you know, there there were some definitely some good in, years in there, but um, you know, I grew up I grew up in Auburn or an Alabama fan, excuse me, and ended up at Auburn. So you know, I, th- I think I can kind of come around to whatever team I end up getting picked up by, and you know, 
Um, you know, it's it's just going to be an unbelievable experience to have the chance to continue to play football as, you know, as long as I hope we can. Great answer. Yeah, that's awesome. Question for you about draft day. Uh, doing a little research on you, uh, you got a great analysis of your abilities of what I've read. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, anything can happen. Looks like you got a, yeah. a draft projection of around, you know, fifth or sixth round. Do you plan on watching mm-hmm. the draft that day, or do you have plans for your family, or you know, what do you, uh, you know, yeah. as a guy going through think, this, what kind of your plan? Yeah, I think for me, it's just you know, I'm gonna be sitting on the couch with you know, family and friends, and you know, just just trying to figure it out. You know, when you know, it'll be exciting to see a lot of my friends and the teammates. Um, get drafted and just, you know, just see kind of what's, what ends up happening. It's always exciting to see, you know, guys' dreams come true and, you know, finally become a reality. So, you know, I know it's going to be a, a stressful process and, you know, hopefully I'll have some idea of what, what's going to end up happening. But, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's a good good surprise and you get picked up earlier than you expect. And um, I know that's happened in the past. You know, I've heard Aguayo when he got picked up in the second round. They had no no clue it was going to happen that early, and it just you know big surprise um, for him and his family. And so um, you know we'll we'll see, but I'll definitely be you know trying to relax and watch it on TV and just you know wait wait for that call to come in finally, hopefully. Yeah, you know just watching you over the last four years, uh, watching your social interaction on Instagram and Twitter, now speaking with you on the phone, you just seem very even kill. Uh, very, uh, you know, kind of like a relaxed mindset, um, which is impressive. Uh, I know just from the scouting side of thing, I think, I think people will like that. Um, but you're a big body, you're 6'4", 213 pounds. Um, you know, obviously we have smaller guys in the NFL too, uh, you know, like Cairo Santos out there, uh, yeah. you know, helping out these little kickers like myself to still have the dream. <laughs> But, you know, we've seen it over the last 10 years where we see more six-foot guys, six-foot-two guys that are athletic, uh, that can make tackles, et cetera. Um, uh, do you talk about that? Do you think that has given you an advantage? Uh, do you feel like um, the scouts eyeballed you at the Senior Bowl or at the Combine? I think. I mean, I think it does. You know, I think, like you said, it, it, I think it is a more recent thing. Um, and that was a question I got asked a lot. At the combine was, you know, who's a kicker that you see yourself, you know, being similar to um, going forward, and you know, who, who's name another really tall kicker that's been consistent and done well. And, um, you know, for me, a lot of my answer was, well, you know, last year Harrison Butker came out of Georgia Tech, went, um, got picked up by Carolina in the draft, and then got traded to. Kansas City and, you know, almost had an all-pro season, um, Pro Bowl season and stuff. And, you know, I broke a bunch of records, rookie records, and um, did an amazing uh, – I just had an amazing season for that team. Um, and, you know, me and him got to go through um, the high school recruiting process together. And so I've known him since 2013 – or really before that, 2012 um, – during high school kicking camps and um, high school recruiting, you know, we we both went to Auburn camps. We both went to a bunch of camps together, and so um, it was kind of cool to see another guy that he's six foot four, probably 
weighs just about exactly the same as me. You know, very similar frame. Um, and to see him be able to, you know, do so well in the NFL definitely helps my case. Um, and I think that's, you know, just because longer levers are sometimes obviously more powerful, um, just the way physics works, obviously. But um, it, if I have a little, you know, a couple degrees off on my hip, down by my foot, it's going to be a lot more than a shorter guy. Um, mm-hmm. And just, you know, you have to be that much more clean, I think, when you are taller. Um, but I think now kicking has gotten so much more competitive that guys are becoming more athletic and, you know, becoming more um, coordinated to be able to get away with um, little, little inconsistencies. And, um, you know, I think those bigger guys are able to, be athletic and coordinated and able to, you know, connect with the ball and use those long levers um, to kind of benefit themselves now. Absolutely. I think that was a nice little nugget that you gave us. You know, a uh, NFL personnel coach asked you, yeah. you know, a taller kicker that you're kind of gearing towards or, or looking at or maybe even looking up to. And that's such an awesome, phenomenal answer that it's a guy that, you know, isn't much older than you. That's such an awesome yeah absolutely for, for yeah, and i think it's just a great recent example too and you know well obviously you've got like janikowski and you know there, there's been big kickers in the league that have done it well um i think recent years you're seeing it a little more suck um, up than Hosh- you know, say 15 20 years ago yes you know suck up and hashka tall guys you know so those yeah. are great guys to connect with all right so let's you know you've been to a bunch of coles kicking camps um, you know, Jamie, uh-huh. Jamie's worked with you, been loyal to him. It's, that's completely respectful to see that. Uh, great guy. Um, I haven't had a chance yeah, to meet absolutely. him yet, just you know, just from uh, emails and different things. Uh, uh-huh. One thing that I've I've always liked about you, Daniel, is uh, your compact steps. Um, we see so many kickers at these camps, these kicking camps, that whether they're five four or five nine or six two, they just some of them take huge steps, like they're just lunging. Yeah. They're taking up three and a half four yards. Maybe talk about that from from your expertise, being six four and and having you know regular steps or compact steps. Yeah, and I think that's something you know even to this day I need to really continue to work on it. And um, you know that's one thing. If if I could focus on one thing right now, it's just to continue to shorten my steps um, as much as possible because usually the shorter your steps are, the more consistent you're going to be able to be, just because it's it's easier to, you know, take smaller steps consistently than, you know, lunging at the ball um, and just hoping your feet are kind of landing in the same spots and your speed's the same and all the, all those variables are the same. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of guys tend to get, even me, tend to get long um, in the off season, and, you know, I have to kind of always keep an eye on it and measure myself. Um, just because, you know, if you you think, you know, I really want to crush this ball and you hit it farther and you hit it higher and, you, you know, do this and that, then you're going to just tend to kind of naturally creep, creep back, I think, um, just to think that's where the power comes from. But, mm-hmm. you know, all the power is not created there. It's more about being smooth and consistent um, and just striking the ball well um, over and over and again, over again that, that's what kind of separates those those kickers that do it so well. Great answer, um, Chris. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So because 
Yeah, so because the, the topic had brought got brought up already, uh, let's touch upon the college recruiting process for you. You obviously went to camps. Yep. You know, you went to a number of Coles camps. Um, I always like to ask the specialists we interview, uh, in terms of the recruiting process with trying to find that right school, what, what do you think helped you more? You know, just prepare for for the the uh, Auburn opportunity. Was it you know your just just less private lessons, camps, uh, your efforts yeah. to reach out to schools? What were some things that helped you along the way? Well, I think my journey is a little different than you know a lot of guys. I think everybody's is different, obviously. But um, I, I was kicking, I was playing soccer, um, like you know, ninety nine percent of kickers um, basically um, in high school, and you know, I was playing doing that for college and, you know, hoping to do that professionally one day. But, um, you know, God, God had some different plans and, um, you know, kind of midway through high school going into my junior year, I really, um, figured out, Hey, I really want to pursue this football thing. Um, I love it. And, you know, I just kept, I'm getting better and, you know, enjoying it more and more. And so after my junior year, um, right after the junior season, kind of in January, I went to my first college, or first high school camp, and that was with Jamie Cole, mm-hmm. and Cole's kicking. Um, and so I had no idea what I was going getting into, but uh, my high school coach was able to get me into one of the big, you know, college ranking or high school ranking camps. Um, and you know, I had never kicked against other guys from other states. You know, I had, like I said, no idea what I was getting into, and. Um, yeah, I had, it was a two day camp and I did so well the first day. I remember Jamie Cole kind of pulled me aside and, you know, he's like, I need to talk to you for about 10 minutes and just figure out who you are and where you came from. And, you know, he, he basically said, you know, I'm considering you as one of the top guys in the country and, you know, I, I need to know about you and make sure, you know, you, you can uphold that and, you know, you can, you can perform at a high level consistently that you could do this in college and, and I think I was shocked that day and kind of that was the first time I realized hey maybe I can do this at a you know high level and you know I maybe I am better than I even knew I was um but it just you know it it come from working so much on my own um and then finally when I had the right opportunity um that that January, I was ranked number one in the country by Jamie Cole, um, and I think Auburn started off the college recruiting that next week after getting ranked, and they called me and offered me on the phone without even you know seeing film of me. Um, but they just had you know such a good reputation um, for Jamie Cole, and mm-hmm. they just trusted him and had a relationship with him that they were willing to do that. And by the you know after Auburn offered me and. Um, you know, once my name kind of got the, out there a little bit at that point, you know, coaches were calling left and right. So it was it was a whirlwind um, just to, you know, go from having no idea, you know, that I was one of the top kickers in the country to all of a sudden, you know, I'm on the phone with a bunch of the head coaches that I grew up, you know, watching on TV and, you know, the Urban Myers, Nick Saban's. Um, you know, Gene Chizik was at Auburn at the time, and just it, it was a very cool experience to you know kind of have things change so quick. But like I said, it it was just a mixture of good timing and um, having all that prep, preparation beforehand, and 
you know, all that hard work paid off when, you know, I finally got the opportunity to show at a big camp. Yeah, you know, and and we we understand, uh, Daniel. Like you know, Chris and I, we've been through this. Um, gro- growing up, we didn't we didn't really have a whole lot of kicking camp coaches, and we hear uh-huh. that we yeah. hear that a lot from everyone, you know. And so, uh, exactly. everyone's got everyone kind of has like their guy or their two or three guys, and and so uh, utmost respect to Jamie Cole and his staff. Um, you know, it always seems like everything's professional with what he does. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to keep things cool in the in the industry here and. And we completely respect yeah. that. And so his efforts yeah. um, obviously helped out tremendously. Uh, I got to talk about this though. You grew up. You grew up as an Alabama fan. Um, you, uh-huh. get the, you get you get the Auburn offer, but you know you don't get the Alabama offer. So I mean, was there a little bit of like disappointment? Uh, you know, how quickly did you kind of become? All right, I kind of like Auburn now. Like how? And then I think you even have your brother there as well. So maybe yeah. talk about all that. Yeah, um, so grew up an Alabama fan. My parents both went to Alabama. Um, my dad was a Swedish tennis player that came over to the U.S. Um, to play tennis at Alabama. My mom recruited for Bear Bryant. Um, and then her parents still to this day live in um, outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And her dad, so my grandpa was a baseball pitcher, and my grandma was a um, cheerleader for Alabama. So there's, there's got, you know, I've got all the ties to Alabama. And you know, as a kid, that's, that's who I grew up cheering for. Um, obviously since my parents, um, cheered for them and stuff. And so it, it was fun. And, you know, I, I still, you know, I, I wouldn't say I love watching Alabama football anymore, really, but, um, you know, I have a lot of good memories of going to Alabama games as a kid and, you know, watching mom TV with the family when I was younger. Um, but, you know, once, once recruiting really started and, you know, my, you know, I, I had the kind of crossroad where I had to figure out, you know, where I wanted to go to school. Um, you know, my, my parents school, um, and you know, all that cheering didn't matter as much just because I knew, you know, it was, it was time for me to grow up and get an education. And, you know, if I was going to be committing to a school for the next four or five years, I wanted to be somewhere that, you know, I enjoyed and I would get a good education at and also, you know, really enjoy and compete um, on the football field as much as I um, wanted to. So at the time, you know, Auburn was what I was looking for. It was just a perfect mix of all of it. And Alabama didn't have a scholarship to give um, Mm -hmm. because they had – Griffith, the year before me, he was on scholarship, and you know most most colleges only offer one kicker. If if they offer a kicker, you know one every four years because you're not going to have more than one on scholarship typically, um, just because you only have so many scholarships for the whole team to give. So it just you know the Lord worked in serious ways, and I ended up at Auburn, and you know it was it was the best blessing of my life. You know, until I get married, but, um, you know, it was just an absolute joy and honor to play um, those four four years and, you know, redshirt the one year at Auburn and just um, also get get uh, undergraduate degree and I'm finishing my master's degree from there right now. And so it's it's been an unbelievable experience. So wonderful. Uh, you know, academics are important, obviously. You know, yeah. everybody gets the chance to pursue the, the next level, and, it, and it's looking like, it's, you know, it's looking positive that you'll get that opportunity. But uh, 
everybody's got to have that that maybe next chapter in the back of their mind. What did, what did you major in, and what are some of your what are what, you know maybe some of your thoughts or expectations for what you may do with your life in the real world uh, if that you know, whatever that. Day. Yeah, so I, um, my undergraduate degree was in uh, marketing, and so I finished that, see, it was about two years ago now, which is which is crazy. I'm not that old, but I just, I was on the fast track, and so I finished that, and I'm finishing, I have one class to go um, in my Master's of Business Administration, so I am finishing that one online currently, um, I have a assignment due um, next Monday, actually. Um, so, um, and finishing that up, and I'm planning on being done with school after that. Um, I think that's enough education for my lifetime. But, um, you know, I'm going to see, you know, what, how long I can play football, and hopefully that's, you know, a long time, and I, I would love to continue to do that as long as possible. And then after that, I would love to, you know, be – me and my wife have talked about, you know, wanting to, depending on where we end up, you know, wanting to work together. Um, she's a social work major, and so work together to, you know, either work with a foundation um, or do something like that where we can, you know, kind of give back to the community we're living within. Um, and, you know, I would love to either own, run my own business or do something like that where we can, um, give back to the community and um, the people around us. Yeah. Oh, great plan. Um, you got yourself together, man. I, I just hope all the specialists that are following uh, are saying, man, this guy's got his academia down. You know, he's, he's already on his master's. He's, you know, he's already got some goals uh, beyond football. So I just think that's really inspiring, and, and it's, yeah, you're very, mat- very mature yeah, for your age. Um, I'm gonna... It's definitely important. Yeah, I'm going to switch gears up here, all right? So, uh, okay. you know, you're playing LSU. You're about to hammer a kickoff. You know, you're thinking, I'm just going to crush this. Got to get a touchback. Uh, wonderful hurdle. And you hit it 80 yards, and a girl comes inching out on her knees to come catch <laughs> this thing, and it's just you clobber her on the face with the ball. Like, did you even know this happened in the game? Did someone tell you? Was it on the Jumbotron? What happened? I, yeah, I totally missed it in the game. Um you know, if I really crush a kickoff, I kind of start jogging on the side usually and, you know, just get excited to hang out on the sidelines for a little while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I heard the crowd's kind of reaction, and uh, I looked over at the Jumbotron. Um, a couple of my teammates were pointing, you know, telling me, you got to watch this, you got to watch this. And, of course, they replayed it, and, you know, I obviously just realized, smoked her in the face and so um it was actually funny um after the game she was a photographer student photographer so Uh. after the game that was the lsu game where i got actually had six field goals and we won in the last second of the game kind of um it was just a crazy game and so i was doing some interviews on the field after the game she came up to me and we got a picture together and um she was she was definitely a champ about it really tough um you know, but she she got hit pretty good, and I know later on she was on ESPN, and I think she was on Tosh Point oh and everything. So um, she she definitely made the most of it. Um, was a star for a little while, but that that was definitely a funny funny memory. Yeah. So did did she get like a black eye or or I mean, uh, did, did you? She, no. She, she to me, I mean, I think her face was a little red, but that was about it. Um, I think she 
She's okay, and I'm glad you got yes, another definitely. touchback. Uh, we got to talk about another play. Nice. Um, you got to score a touchdown in your career. You know, yes. not not every kicker, punter, and of course a long snapper. Not we don't get to do those very often. So um, uh, you're playing Arkansas State. Uh, run us through run us through the trick play, and then talk about your celebration as well. Yeah. Um, so we have worked this fake for. Um, about a year and a half to that point. Um, and so it was basically a snap to the holder, um, and I fake like I'm running at the ball, just like a normal kick, and he's going to toss it behind his head, um, over his head, you know, kind of no-look pass, flick back to me um, while I run around and sneak around that backside. And so um, we had worked it time and time again in practice, and it never worked, it never worked, it never worked. Um, and sure enough, in the Arkansas State game, um, the coach gave a signal from the sideline to, to r- run the trick play. And so, you know, my holder actually gives me the sin- signal at that play. And so he gave me a signal with his hand, and I kind of looked at him in disbelief because I was like, I don't know why they would call this. It's never going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure enough, it it was a perfect flick over his head and it went right over the guy coming off the right edge. Um, and so I caught it and that was, that was the first time I'd ever carried the ball, um, or had a rush or about, you know, anything. I only kicked the football before, um, that moment. And so that was a lot of adrenaline going through my system. Um, I honestly don't really remember the whole catching it. I think I blacked out for a little. I just had so much adrenaline. Um, but next thing I know, I'm you know r- racing towards the end zone. Nobody's around, and um, I kind of did the you know soccer airplane celebration when I got to the end zone. Um, just I guess the natural thing to do growing up playing soccer, and I had to plan on any other celebrations, and was just so fired up. That's kind of what I did. And so. Yeah, I got you know, some this... pretty sweet pictures of me in the end zone doing this, you know, the airplane and um, <laughs> then obviously going to celebrate with my teammates right after that. Yeah, I mean, this is a 37-yard field goal attempt from the spot. Uh, so, I mean, you're having mm-hmm. to ru- run a good ways. Obviously, you're told, hey, just get the first down. You flip it over, you see that there's no one on your left-hand shoulder. These guys are about seven yards back, and those long levers, yeah. as, as you call them, you're just striding. You know, when oh, you hit yeah. that 10-yard mark, you're 10 yards away, or are you like, holy smokes, like, I'm about to score a touchdown here, you know, in Jordan-Hare Stadium? <laughs> yeah, I, I I, mean, I, like I said, there was just so much adrenaline that I don't remember catching the ball, and I think, you know, I kind of came to about 10 yards um, away from the end zone, and it was just, you know, just so much excitement. And it, you know, obviously there's been a lot of big kicks in my career and stuff, but you know, that one was just so different um, and, and just a lot of fun to you know, be able to do that. And like I said, my, my holder, I think, had the hardest job with the throw behind yeah. his head. You know, that, that's definitely, you know, he's not seeing where that ball's going and he, he tossed it over um, the guy rushing off the right edge perfectly. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was definitely a good memory um, and one I'll, one I'll enjoy the rest of my life. Nice. Well, those are fantastic uh, memories, obviously. Any, yeah. other, any other games over your careers kind of stand out or, or, or give you those memorable moments that will hang with you for a while? Or 
Yeah, um, well, I would say it's tough to choose, you know. There's there's been a lot of amazing games um, since I've been at Auburn. Uh, I was redshirted for the 2013 season, so I got to see, you know, when we beat Alabama in the kick six, and, you know, obviously that's kind of the opposite end of what you would want for a kicker. Um, but for Auburn, that was that was just an incredible moment um, for our team and stuff. But I would say um, two years ago when we played LSU at home, um, I, I was able to have six field goals. And you know, at the time, you know, I, I had a couple of field goals early on, and then I think one more before half or something, and and then a couple, uh, three more to kind of close out the fourth quarter and. At the time, you know, it was just a close, tough game, and both of us were kind of midway through the season. It was just a very, you know, high-intensity game. Whoever lost was probably going to end up, you know, barely fighting for a bowl game. It was going to be a tough season. And then whoever won, you know, that was going to be a big game. You're probably going to be ranked and, um, you know, continue to have a good season, hopefully, after that. And so, you know, we were – able to, you know, keep chipping away and keep chipping away and get field goal and field goal and field goal. Um, and we ended, I think the score of the game was 18 to um, 13. And they they drove down the field the very last seconds and threw a pass to the end zone. And, you know, they, they scored, but the play clock had expired before they snapped it. So it was just a very high – Highly emotional game, um, lots of ups, ups and downs, but I think that one was just so special because obviously I got to contribute so much to the team's success in that game. Um, and it was just obvious that you know every kick mattered, um, especially towards the end of the game. Yeah, we, uh, Daniel, this has been a wonderful interview. Uh, uh, I think Chris has one or two questions, and I have one or two questions, and then we'll, and then we'll be good. Yeah, I got So. Uh, the recruiting process for high school guys is still going on right now. Uh, question for you. Every specialist wants to attend the big school. You know, that's their dream, and you obviously got to learn yeah. it. What are, what are two or three, like, like wow, this is sweet kind of experiences you had, like when you, you, know, you realize you're playing for a big-time program? And then what are, like, two or three, like, like wake-up call things, like, Oh geez, I didn't realize I had 5 a.m. workouts. You know, like what are what are some like reality yeah. check type things when you arrived at Auburn? Yeah, um, you know, I think just realizing, you know, what a cool opportunity is to be. Um, you know, Auburn's just such a big football school. You know, the the campus in the fall really kind of revolves around the football games, and you know, they're setting up the tailgate tents in the middle of the week um, and then they're tearing them down, you know, and cleaning everything up right after the game just to get it ready for the next week. Um, and so it, I think there are so many moments where coming from Colorado, I didn't really realize how big being a part of the football team was and being a part of a football school was. Um, but it was just a very, you know, humbling and, um, just amazing experience to kind of go through these last few years um, and just be a part of. And, you know, I think with that comes a lot of, you know, our coach, Coach Malzahn always told us, you know, when we, with the influence that we have, you know, we have a lot of responsibility and we have to use our influence in a positive way. And so I think that was something that, 
I definitely learned over the years was, you know, when there are kids that, you know, get to ask you for autographs and stuff, you know, that that's an unbelievable experience. Um, and you can use that influence that you have and that platform that football gives you um, in such a good way. And I think that's, that's important. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many, everybody has influence in um, certain aspects of life, whether you're a high school football player or, you know, professional football player, whatever it is, you know, someone's watching. And so it's, it's cool to definitely, it was very, you know, unique to do that at Auburn. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side of that, yeah, like you said, those, those 5A workouts and all that, you know, I think you, you know, showing up from high school to going to college is, you know, you have your school, which is a lot more difficult and, you know, you have a social life and then obviously football is kind of what your schedule revolves around. So learning to balance those three and, um, you know, be able to, you know, go to the 5M workouts, do well in class, get your homework done and, you know, hopefully maybe hang out with some friends all the day and then redo it the next day. It's, it's, you know, tough and you, you definitely have to get used to it. And I think that was definitely, uh, you know, eye-opening, but it's a great um, skill to learn to just manage your time um, for the future as well. Because you know, once you get to the real world, things things get busy, pretty pretty busy too. Nice. All right. So, uh, Daniel, I got three more um, kind of quicker answer uh, type questions. Um, yeah. Just talking about this kind of made me reflect on my senior year uh, at St. University of St. Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. Was there a and, and now your, your your goals and dreams of playing in the NFL are becoming more real. Um, mm-hmm. When was it – do you have a moment in time while you were in college when you really started feeling like, wow, I might have a chance to play at the next level? Because I remember going uh, through that like my senior year. Wow, I'm having a great year. Like, when, when did yeah. you kind of have that aha uh-huh moment? Um, I think for me it was the – kind of towards the end of my sophomore year um, of playing. Um, I was a Lou Groza finalist that year um, and got to go to the, you know, the bank and stuff with, um, let's see, that year is Kaimi, who is at um, the Houston Texans right now, and um, Jake Elliott, who just won a Super Bowl. So um, we were the three finalists. And so I think at that moment I realized, you know, Obviously, I had put in a lot of hard work and, you know, had an unbelievable season. Um, and I was like, man, if I can, you know, keep this up and just keep working as hard as I've worked and, you know, doing all the little things right um, and keep this up, you know, they, this can be a reality in a few years. I could I could continue to do that. Um, but really, at the time, you know, I was just trying to do my best to help the team. And then, you know, the rest would take care of itself and, you know, obviously now going through this process, I, I was a, you know, three-time Luke Rosa finalist, which I think it was the first time that ever happened. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think that's just, you know, I put in a, a lot of hard work. You know, God, God blessed me with, you know, the right body to, you know, be able to perform well um, and use that to my advantage um, with my long levers and stuff. And so. Um, it's just been an unbelievable experience and excited for what's ahead. Yeah, speaking on that Groza, I mean, just so FYI, uh, Danny, I know you went farther than I did uh, three years in a row. That's just an unbelievable um, accomplishment. 
kudos to you. Um, uh, just getting to be a semifinalist, you know, we get to vote. Uh, so I've been voting yeah. for several years now. So that's that's something that's pretty yeah. cool. Just FYI, you'll you'll get to vote uh, for future mm-hmm. Rose, Groza fi- semifinalists and finalists in the future. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's awesome that they let you know people that know about kicking um, be the guys that decide on who's you know who's the best kicker that year. And I think you know, it's just an unbelievable experience. To, I never won it, which is which is a bummer, but. Um, you know, there's so many great kickers out there, and you know, it, it can be anybody's year, um, anytime. So, you know, it, it was just a very cool um, event to be recognized at. That's great. All right, Daniel, I got my last two questions are questions we ask every interview, and it just helps us kind of keep some continuity. But it's we always love to hear the answers. Okay. First question: uh, Name a few kickers you looked up to as you kind of were developing your interest in kicking. Who, who did you admire? Um, Jason Elam at the Broncos um, when he was there. I actually had a kicking coach that got to work with him. So I got to kind of study up a little on him, um, and even though he was a little before um, my time. Nice. Chris, what's, what's your last okay. question, Chris? My last fun question. All right. <clears throat> Over your college experience, besides the home school, the home stadium, name three uh-huh. college stadiums that you loved playing that, that was just fun to be a part of, the atmosphere and all that sort of thing. Okay. Um, Bryant Denny, Alabama, just because I grew up watching a lot of Alabama football. And so it was pretty cool to, you know, get to play in a place where I, you know, cheered cheered on a lot of games. Um Texas A&M Stadium, I thought it was unbelievable. It's just how big it is. You know, they have a lot of tradition there. Um, and then I would say, ooh, that's tough. Um, that new Atlanta Stadium is pretty sweet. Um, it's got all the bells and whistles. Um, got to play there twice now. Um, it hasn't worked out yet, but um, the stadium itself and, you know, being close to Auburn, um is pretty sweet stadium for sure. Yeah, nice. What's the what's your third awesome. one? What's your third one? Um, oh yeah, third one. Third college. Yeah, you yes. got you got. Was, yeah, Auburn's a default, yeah. and then you got you, you pick Bama, the Falcon Stadium. Bama, what's another one? Texas and Texas A and M. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, Texas A and M. That that one's pretty hard to beat. Is it pretty rowdy? It, it gets pretty loud. Uh, I remember the first time we played there was a night game, and you know they do all the swaying and stuff, and you know they had all, everybody brought out their cell phones, and I mean it's just an absolutely ginormous stadium, and you know we play in a couple of stadiums that you know Bryant Denny's a hundred thousand, Auburn's you know high eighty thousands, um, but that one just looked way bigger than any other stadium I played in, so it was, it was pretty cool. Well done. All right, last last topic. Um, so, uh, just looking at your career, watching some film of you just here on the pod as we're talking, you've made several uh, fifty plus yard field goals in your career. Uh, your breakout year was junior year in twenty sixteen when you went twenty eight for thirty two. Uh, you made four fifty plus yard field goals. Um, so you've made a lot of long ones, which is very attractive to the NFL. Uh, but what's most impressive to me personally, especially having a nine-year arena background, 
is the extra points, you know, and, and you went perfect, yep. and you were on a team that scored a lot for four years, and, you know, your mm-hmm. first year you go 57 for, for 57, 40 for 40 the next year, 44 for the 44 junior year, and then 57 for 57 again your senior year. Like, I think that, like, people – I think people just underestimate extra points, even at the twenty-yard mark. Like things happen, like you get blocked, you know, or, or yeah, the timing's absolutely. off, or you just hit, you leave your hips open and you push it right, doink it off the upright. Like, talk about yeah. that accomplishment and that record and that stat. Um, yeah, I think it is it is huge, and it just you know, I, it's it's the little details and the little focus that you, know, you have to bring to every one of those kicks and. Um, yeah, that's a that's a lot of extra points over the years, and um, like you said, it there can be a lot of different things that can happen. But um, you know, it starts with a good snap and a good hold. And um, you know, the guys I've been able to work with, Tyler Stovall, who was an ex baseball pitcher and been my holder for all four years, um, and Ike Powell, who was in the Senior Bowl with me and has a good shot of um, playing in the NFL, hopefully. Um, you know the as a snapper, um, those guys, you know, just did their job over and over and over again um, to a T. And so that that obviously helped me a lot. And then, you know, all those big bodies up front, those guys, I think, have the toughest job on those just because, you know, it's, it would be easy to take a play off in that kind of moment. You know, you scored a big touchdown, you're tired from a long drive. Um, and, you know, you, you usually would expect those extra points to be, you know, gimme, but... Um, at the college level, and so you know those guys, you got to make sure they're they're locked in, and you know you got to encourage them, and you know even times bribe them. Hey, if if we get you know no no blocks this season, we'll we'll take you out and buy you dinner, whatever it is. Um, but you know you got to have all those pieces to the puzzle um, to to make it successful. So to finish this off, Daniel, spinning off that, you know you go perfect on extra points. You had a bajillion extra points attempted in your career. Um, what would you tell the typical high school kicker that goes out, mm-hmm. does maybe two stretches, two one steps, maybe a full step at 30, and then now he's already back at 50? When he's sitting here listening to this podcast, hearing about you kicking over, you know, 200 extra points perfect in your career, and knowing that you're going to have to focus on 33 yard extra points here in the future, yeah. what would you tell those kickers that are listening right now? Yeah, um, I would. I would just say, you know, hard work hard work pays off and so you know you you can't just go out there and kick balls um left and right but you got to be focused when you do it and so um i think that's the one thing i've learned is you know yeah i always wanted to kick more footballs than anybody else and i thought if i if i did that i could be a pretty good kicker but um you also have to lock in every kick and so you know you can't waste reps and you can't, um, you know, just be trying to back it up every time and see how far you can kick it. Because realistically, those those shorter kicks and, you know, the inside of 40-yard kicks are the ones that typically make or break you. And that's where you got to prove to the coaches that um, you can be consistent. And those extra points, you know, in big situations, those add up. And, you know, your team needs to be able to rely on you. And so I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, you want to – Every time you you step on the field for your team, you want to have that preparation, and you know your team wants to be confident that you're you're able to provide for them. And 
uh, you're able to do your job and you want to have that confidence too that you put in the right preparation to to be able to do that excellent yeah well daniel uh want to say thank you for this interview um we really enjoyed this it was a pleasure to have you on um it was great to meet you um class hey, thank, yeah thank yeah. you all yeah thanks so much guys and um, you know, it's great to kind of follow and finally, yeah, finally talk with y'all. And, um, you know, I hope these the guys that are listening, you know, hopefully get a couple things out of it. You know, yeah, it'll, it'll be exciting to see who's who's kind of the next the next guy in a few years, and you know, who's get gets the next chance wherever they're at. You know, whether it's at the high school level, or at the college level, or at the pro level, um, you know, everybody's got their chances to be the best they can be, and. Um, it, very, very cool what y'all, what y'all kind of give back um, to a lot of high schoolers and stuff like that. Yeah, much appreciated. And and for the listeners, uh, all you have to do is type in Daniel Carlson, C A R L S O N, on Twitter and Instagram. You'll see the blue checks will come up. Uh, he's verified. He's out there. He's legit. <laughs> and he'll he'll probably be getting drafted <laughs> here soon. So you guys need to follow him. Feel free to send him a DM. Uh, I know he's busy, but. Um, you know, we we are persistent. We DM'd him. We asked him several times, and and he was, uh, you know, nice enough to to interview with us. Mm-hmm. Again, Daniel, yeah, thank you, absolutely. man. Best of luck to you. We'll we'll be listening on draft day, brother. All right, thanks so much, guys. Y'all have a good night. Yep. Okay. yep. See you. Thank you very much. Well, uh, Chris, man, I I'm like hyped. Like I want to go out and try to sneak in on jo- Jordan Harris Stadium and go kick field goals right now. <laughs> Yeah, that interview was amazing. That was awesome. And the insight he gave us on pretty much all all aspects of, of everything was great. So I hope you guys, the listeners, enjoy that. Take something from it. Uh, Daniel, he's a, he's a good guy. I, yeah. I think any NFL that takes him is going to be happy. He's, he's got a good head on his shoulders, obviously very talented, and uh, a humble guy too. Yes, you know? yes. And you don't find that a lot with guys who are really good and are still got a little, little humble aspect towards them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're good, you know you're good, but at least he's humble. And I think uh, any NFL team will, will be blessed to have him. Yeah, no doubt. Just looking at the specs, reviewing the film, I'm sitting here, you know, just kind of like in awe watching his 2016 season, Chris. Like, a lot of you guys that want to check out Daniel, if you're not aware or, or haven't seen much, all you got to do is go on YouTube and type in Daniel Carlson. 2016 season it literally shows his whole season even a couple of his misses which there's nothing wrong with going back and looking at your misses but he he he's an unbelievable kicker yeah well guys thank you very much for tuning in to our podcast here uh episode 18 um and again thank you for uh being along with us on the journey and uh hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you next week peace peace thank you for listening to the fourth down experience Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.